because that made me feel at peace. I felt calm. I felt the majestic side of how beautiful nature is, how beautiful, how just everything that aligned with it. I, I feel calm right now, just even just describing the visual, like the visualization of seeing it again in my memories. Welcome to the Crossing It Off podcast, where we believe living with intention through a bucket list lifestyle is a great way to bring yourself personal joy. As you are crossing items off your list, you're actually filling up your bucket. The more items you cross off, the more joy gets added, until eventually your joy spills over into the lives of those around you. Now, let's start crossing it off together. Have you ever heard the quote, it's the journey that matters, not the destination, or some variant of that? How often do we get engaged in our bucket list items so deeply that crossing it off is like the most important thing we can do? Yet, as we do that, if we remember that the journey is, let's just say, just as important as the destination, means we need to slow down a little bit while we're crossing stuff off, look around and say, oh wow, there's something else here. Our bucket list storyteller today did just that. She had a goal of going and visiting a location and in the process learned that You know, sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. Let's learn how she did that, and let's start crossing it off. This time I'd like to introduce our bucket list storyteller. Her name is Tina Hong, and she describes herself as a thrill seeker, energetic, loves to have fun, and be extremely playful. Tina, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so (laughs) tell us, what did you cross off your list? So what I cross off my list is going to... Glacier National Park in Montana, the United States. And there's so many things I love about that park over all the other parks I've been to. It's just something special about it, especially specifically during the time that I went. And I went during the fall. And, you know, when you're in when you're in a state that has all four seasons, you see Mm -hmm. the color changing, the leaves are changing. And I went in September. That was in 2022. And I can't even describe how beautiful it was just seeing the leaves, the trees, the people, the lakes, the mountains. The mountains are the Mm -hmm. best over there. (laughs) It's my favorite. I just love going there. And I recommend anyone to visit visit Glacier National Park as part of the bucket list because for me, that's hands down my favorite right now. So let's go back... Tell us a little bit about the history or where it's located, the kind of the nuts and bolts of Glacier. So Glacier is in Montana, right? Is bordered right next to Canada. So it's actually together. So if you cross over to Canada, it's still it's still ongoing mm-hmm. and a little bit. And then so if you're in Canada, you can still visit it. If you're in Montana, you can visit it too. And it's been I actually don't remember when it became a national park, but I'm glad it did mm. because yeah, the lakes, the mountains, the scenery of when, where it is and how the sun hits. I don't know. I just like, can't even describe it. You just have to be there. It's those kind of moments where pictures doesn't do it justice. Going there makes it so much more beautiful, so much more gorgeous. And I love it. So it sounds like you're really passionate about what you saw. How did your passion develop to be able to go want to go and put that on your list? What was it about Glacier that was something that you said, I got to go do this. I got to cross this off my list. Well, first, I when I knew that I could go to any national park, 
because one, I have, I have, have, so I have a physical disability, so it's permanent. And with having a national park pass, it's free in any way you go. So for me, I was like, I'm going to take this opportunity and just go, go to all the national parks and see as all as I can. And when I landed, like I've seen so many of it. I've seen like Joshua Tree. I've seen Saguaro, Grand Canyon, everything else. Like I'm still exploring as it is right now, even Zion, mm-hmm. you know, but for some reason, Glacier like hooked me in. Like it took my heart and just like kept it in there. Like, this is where I want to be. This is where I want to go back and tell people to go back there. I even told one of my friends, go to Glacier National Park. If you ever go to Montana, go visit there is the best. That's why it's like I wanted to cross off this list to visit, really visit all the national parks in the U.S. and even globally, too. Yes, hand down. That's why I wanted to go to Glacier to just cross it off and cross off any all of it if I can. Yeah, it's a it's a big task. People, I don't under, really understand that there are a lot of national parks in the United States. There's a ton. Yeah. I mean, even like I think Liberty Island is a national park. So, yeah, so it's like so many like small little things, you know, uh, parks out there that if you, I think there's probably a list someplace on there. We'll probably try to put that in the show notes, a list yeah. of all the national parks, but <laughs> it, it's, it's such a big task. When you said to your family and friends, you're going to go do this, you're going to go to the glacier. Did people have concerns, especially with maybe your disability or, or did you go with people? Like, how did you like feel about doing this thing well first and foremost i didn't tell my family (laughs) (laughs) but i told all my friends and they were they were pretty jealous that they wanted to come i was like yeah come with me come come like just go so they were very supportive of me of going i just kept encouraging them to just keep going and i even told them to if you ever go take me take me (laughs) you can go in for free i want to go see it too so just take me with you i don't mind that no, no one was really concerned eventually because I was going with my partner. And so we just, we both are very outdoorsy people. So we just went to our, by ourselves and explored the beautiful scenery, seeing animals there and seeing how each landscape and mountains and everything like that was just gorgeous. And so it was usually just me and him. I mean, there have been moments, too, where I visit other national parks by myself with me and my dog, and that was wonderful as well, too. So in those moments, I told my family after the fact, <laughs> after I went already. So, so I went I went to Grand Canyon by myself, by the way, last week. And, I was, and they're like, what? <laughs> you went by yourself? Isn't that dangerous? And I'm like, yeah, but I just went. So, <laughs> you know. So I just went and then they can't really do anything anymore because I already went. But thankfully, my friends were supportive of it. And understandably so, my family could be, would be concerned, you know. And as all as a woman going, traveling by herself is very, I guess, societally is dangerous. But hey, we're all doing it. So why not? There you go. So what were some of the things that you had to do to prepare for this trip? Like you said you had a pass, so you got that out of the way. Like what other things did you do to like get there and to make it happen? So I also got a, a passport, not not the one you're traveling to, you know, out of internationally or domestically, but a passport where you can put all the stamps of where you went. 
in each park that you went by going to the visitor center. So that's one thing I prepared. I was like, when my when my cousin told me, she's also an outdoorsy people person too. She told me, it's like, hey, this is what they have. And so this is what I bought for myself. And I'm like, what? You bought that too? I'm going to stamp it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even want to stamp it. And she's like, yeah, you should do it. I was like, mm-hmm, I want to do it. And then I did. And so far, I think I filled up probably over 20 stamps now because I would go to each visitor center. So each visitor center mm-hmm. in Glacier specifically had, I think they had like three or four. So I went to each one with my partner. Like I want to go to each one of these and I got four stamps. So I know that I went to all these. So that's like one of the things. Another thing was just housing. So how we plan was if we go to Glacier, we planned, okay, where we are we staying, where we want to visit. That's pretty much it. Like just where we staying and where are we going to go in the Glacier Park? And then we'll plan as we go. So did you use the National Parks website to do that? Yeah, or just go to the front and just the booth. The one thing that every time I go in front of the park entrance, every park ranger is so is so funny. It's like, want a map? <laughs> and it's always so funny when I say that. Um, no, we don't really plan ahead. We, I think me and my partner were very just like on the spot where we find out, okay, cool, let's do this. And we like already the big decision of going to the national park, going to Glacier was already like enough of the plan. And then we just go. We just go and figure it out on the way. And we're both pretty chill with that. We don't have to think much further than that. And do you, do you camp out or like in a tent or did you have actual like hotel accommodations with showers? <laughs> um, specifically, in, um, specifically in Glacier National Park, we stayed at a kitchenette cabin, like a, like a cabin where like the kitchens and everything because we like to cook. And we don't like really like to go out as much. So we mostly stayed in that cabin and it was really like very cozy and so cute. It's very like we call it, I forgot it's like a, it was called Red Cabin or I forgot it was Red something. But in the other national parks I've been to, we did camp a few times. And those were, some of them were crazy moments because of the wind. The wind, I remember going to um, Bryce Canyon in Utah. Wow. It was so windy during the night. We had to like huddle together. Like, oh, no, don't. Like, we can't. It's too cold. Or it's like it's scary or whatever. But um, definitely accommodation at Glacier National Park because I think mainly I didn't have, I was first come first serve and it wasn't, it didn't make sense for us. So you had to drive about five hours going to, to Glacier. I know you sounded very excited and very passionate about Glacier. So this next question may be tough. I understand that. But what were some of like your top two or three favorite moments or things that you experienced while you were there? Oh my goodness. That is so hard. <laughs> there was one specific, I don't even remember what um, Vista point it was, but it was where your, so Glacier has like a loop kind of thing where you go to one loop, you finish, and then you go back and you want to go back home or back to your accommodation. Hiking or cars? Uh, cars. Okay. Cars. I can't bike at all. I suck at it really bad. I will fall two feet after driving. <laughs> I the two feet after. Um, but yeah, driving. We were driving. And there was one point um, near the end of the end of one, um, one visitor center. 
Here at the Crossing It Off Podcast, we are passionate about inspiring you in your bucket list lifestyle and empowering you to live out your list. We offer many resources to assist you in your bucket list journey, such as web resources in the show notes, bucket list mentoring services, my book, Live Out Your Lists, a private Facebook group for you to share your bucket list success stories with others, and more. All of these can be found at crossingitoffpodcast.com. Find the resource that fits your need so that you can live out your list. Now back to the show. It was a view of mountains on both sides, the left and right, and it's surrounded by a lake. Mm. And all the forest, and all like the trees and forest, and surrounding by all that mountain, you're looking from far away, of course. And then there's like little tiny island right in the middle just like somehow it just feels so majestic it just fit perfectly in picture view and when i take the picture and look at it like both ways like look at picture look at the actual view it's like nope picture can't do it justice at all (laughs) not at all and so like that that's one of my favorite actually not one it's my top favorite scenery to look at and i recommend everyone and anyone to go look at it because that made me feel at peace. I felt calm. I felt the majestic side of how beautiful nature is, how beautiful, how just everything that aligned with it. I, I feel calm right now, just even just describing the the visual, like the visualization of seeing it again in my memories. Another one would be the the drive. Mm. I, I'm a huge, there's like the question, where, do you prefer the mountains or the beach? I am a total mountain girl. Mm. I see everything. I just get in awe and just like, wow, wow. So like this is literally, this is how I respond when I see a mountain. It's like, wow, so gorgeous. Damn, that's beautiful. It's like, damn. <laughs> and so... That's just like, just the drive, even the loop, the loop, the Vistafine was always my top favorite, but even the loop going around Glacier National Park can't beat it either. That's awesome. Was there anything that when you went was like, oh, this, this is, doesn't feel good. I wasn't expecting this. Was there just whether it was the combinations or just anything, was there something that kind of detracted it, even if briefly for a moment from your trip, from your experience? A little moment. Not, it's not that big, but I think when we first got there, it was kind of cloudy during that day. So there was another section of the lake, a different lake that we went to. And we couldn't, it was, it was beautiful as it was, but I think it would have been, it would have been breathtaking mm. to see it if it wasn't cloudy. I mean, overall that trip, because I mean, with that, with Glacier National Park, we also included Yellowstone National Park and Grand Teton as well too. <laughs> Yeah, so we did a uh, three national park in that trip, and for both of us, Nash- Glacier was our favorite. So, in just for Glacier, like honestly, nothing about Glacier was bad in my opinion. We had some other ones in like Yellowstone and Grand Teton, but there was nothing horrible about Glacier, and that is why it's on the top of my list of my favorite and all-time favorite right now. Uh, if someone was at the cafe and you were sitting next to them in a, in a chair table next to them and they overheard you and your partner talking about Glacier and the experience you had and they said, hey, I, 
I'd like to do Glacier National Park too. What's the one thing that you would say, hey, you've got to do X. What's the X? Drive the whole loop. It's and and also, in my opinion, like stop at every stop as you can. <laughs> you see something beautiful, stop. Don't wait. Don't wait. Mm. The thing is that don't wait to go to a destination to see the beautiful scene. Stop whenever you see it. Like just if you see something really stop it right on the side and go and look at it and feel and just be in the present of nature. You don't have to just wait until you hit the destination mm-hmm. to see the gorgeous because in every national park, you can stop anywhere for a moment just to admire and where how beautiful it is right now. I did the Camino de Santiago a couple of years ago and <laughs> I used to, when I was walking, if I, even if I was walking with somebody else, I'd stop and turn around because you're constantly going west, right? You're just yeah. all the time going west on that trail. And so I would just stop every once in a while and look backwards and say, okay, what was what what didn't I see? Yeah. And, and I think you have to do take those moments and make sure that you're figuring out what's around you and seeing all the angles. So that's a, some good advice from you. So tell us, do you know what is there anything about this experience after you crossed it off that kind of impacted you as a person like the way you look at the world or the way you look at yourself yeah it definitely helped me change my perspective of how i view nature really and also like the presence of life it really because you know as we live here and at least for me i live in the u.s we're always in the hustle and bustle like we always have to keep working we got to keep going we can't there's no time to rest there's no time to just smell the flowers there's no time for that there should you shouldn't be doing that you need to keep going you like have that hamster wheel keep going going there's no need for that and so that's why i learned to sit and like you said turn around when you're looking when you're going forward once in a while turn around because what you see is you didn't get to see Mm -hmm. and so being in the present moment is so important and nature and and seeing animals wildlife animals roaming around and you're like wow like you could get killed by now so you gotta stay away (laughs) but like you know you gotta see that from far away you know just understanding that the wildlife is doing their own thing they're presently being there and then there's nature that's the water the lakes keep flowing as it goes the mountains are where it is there's also you know the natural disasters and all that just being present with nature and Oh, there's just like there's so there's I can't even say words right now because of that like there's so much presence and peace yeah can't even right now how do you use that sense of, of peace and serenity that you find in the wilderness how do you use that when you come back home and like you say you got to get back on that hamster wheel is there anything you do to kind of like try to regain that or capture that in the, in the <laughs> moment where you are in life yeah usually I just go to a park or mm. like, or, well, and also have three fur animals, three fur babies, two cats and a dog. And they keep me present all the time. When I'm like in my head for too long or we're thinking or whatever, I look at them, look at them as like how they're enjoying their life right now, how they are just being present of what's going on. They're not thinking of the future. They're not thinking about the past. They're like, okay, I'm hanging out right now, chilling in my bed with my mom. And then when I look at them, that's what I should be thinking too. It's like, I'm enjoying my life with them. I'm enjoying my life right now. And I feel calm. I feel at peace that this is where I want to be. And this is where I am now. And so they're like my ground. Like They're like, they keep me grounded. So every time I look at them. 
Yeah, it's easy to be grounded in when you know someone's placed a recurring order on Chewy.com. But <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do have that too. <laughs> yeah. Tina, what is something else that you would like to cross off your bucket list? <sighs> Let's see. <laughs> so I would, one of the things I would want to cross over, uh, cross my list is to road trip across the country everywhere and anywhere in the in a van or however it is just do a cross-country road trip and just enjoy the literally and also my goal in that crossing off the bucket list is also seeing every national park (laughs) or any kind of nature too in that regard of doing that as well yeah that's a I call that stacking, right? You stack your bucket list items up together so that you can do more and see more and that kind of thing. This is a beautiful country with extremely diverse natural elements to it. For everything from the Boston Harbor down to New Orleans and the Mississippi River, all the way to the Pacific Northwest and up to Glacier, like you said, and even... Even the Midwest sometimes has its has its moments. Oh yes, I definitely there's a bunch more that I really want, I have not visited yet, and I've met uh, people from other national parks who no who are also visitors too, and they told me, oh yeah, there's one in I think in Wisconsin or somewhere up north, I think like near Michigan. That's called it's called um, Voyager mm-hmm. National Park. I haven't visited here yet. I'm it's on my list to go visit there too now. So. <laughs> I hope that you get those opportunities to visit as many national parks as you can. It's a, it's a great goal. And it's a great way to look at a bucket list, it's something yeah. that you're already into and that you love and you enjoy, and you can make a list out of just about anything. So, Oh, I know I can. <laughs> <laughs> Tina, where can folks find you online and what are you doing there? So everyone can find me on social media, on Instagram, on my, my website and Facebook. It's pretty much, that's what I use. I also have a podcast too called The Courageous Inner Beast. That's where you can find on Spotify, Apple, on all platforms. And hopefully it will be on YouTube as well. So look out for that. It'll be on video. But yeah, that's where you can find me. <laughs> What's the name? What's your website address? It's Tina with Tina O. Huang.com. Okay. I will put all those in the show notes so that we can make sure people can find you. Tina, thank you so much for being here and good luck on visiting as many national parks as you can. Thank you so much, Roger. I appreciate it.